Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast with your hosts, Rail Bricker and Lindsay Adams. Well, hello again. I am Lindsay Adams and our special guest today is Kevin Bees. Welcome, Kevin. Hey, great to be here. Now, Kevin lives in Port Stephens, which for those of you who don't know, it's, it's a couple of hours north of Sydney uh, in Australia. And he is a profit maximization expert. I can't wait to hear more about this. Um, I I uh, spoke at length recently with Kevin on his podcast. What's the name of your podcast, Kevin? The Life Changing Questions Podcast. There we go. So if you want a, another good listen outside the uh, the Business Excellent podcast, there's another one to go to. Um, that'll be $5 for the marketing, uh, Kevin. We'll put that on your bill. Um so, Kevin, we, today we're talking about the top five uh, questions that get to the heart of the message. And I'm, I'm assuming we're talking pro- profit maximization here. What's tip number one? So tip number one, it may seem a little bit off piece, but when I started my career, I was a financial executive. I was working in organizations here like Hills Hoist and Qantas Business Travel. And they'd send me into the divisions that weren't working to work out well, what was going wrong and how do we fix it. Now, given my training... It was very straightforward to work out strategically what to change. But the problem would be when you have a business that isn't functioning, typically there are issues with the team. You know, I used to, um, you know, get, uh, you know, the team members come into the office and they would be crying. And the best strategy I had at the time was to kind of give them a tissue. And, and that was my leadership strategy. So what I learned, <laughs> what I learned very quickly was actually I, I need to get some skills to to help manage the team more effectively. Even if I have the right strategies, if I can't get the team feeling right and taking the right actions, they're never going to implement these strategies anyway. So I want a way to learn uh, a lot of tips on how to communicate more effectively, how to think more effectively. And along the way, I, I learned some skills that help me control my own mind and manage my own emotions more effectively. And I took those back to the organization and implemented those with the team. And the at the result or the outcome was amazing. Once we got their mindset in the right place, helped them deal with the emotional challenges they were and help reframe it, see things in a different way, then of course they were able to implement the strategy so much more effectively and so much more easily. And so that that became so much more exciting to me. I, I actually went out to start doing that with uh, business owners outside of these large corporations. And I found the same thing. You know, frequently business owners will come to me struggling with, you know, their business results or their profitability. And sometimes it could be as quick as uh, helping someone see things from a different perspective, change their mindset, and they can tell you very quickly. They, they probably already know what the strategies are they need to take once you shift that mindset and get them in the right uh, the right psychology in the right space. So that tip uh, tip number one then is, you know, can you get someone on your team who can help you shift that mindset and help help you see the things that you can't see? Um, I think the metaphor is. You know, you can't read the label from inside of the bottle. So, so tip number one is, uh, you know, with your team, you know, help them shift and change their mindset, and then they can deliver on the strategy that you have for them. That's great, Kevin. I mean, the the, the you see you, lots of articles in the media at the moment on on the challenges of you know quiet quitting and and all these other things that are happening, and and when you've boiled it down to mindset, they all sort of come back to a mindset and approach in the organization. So moving on from that, hit us with tip number two to get to the heart of the message. Well, so one of my favorite things, and Lindsay's already mentioned it, and I'll, I'll happily uh, pay you the $5, Lindsay. It was probably worth at least 10 or 15 so I think I've got a good deal there. <laughs> okay, the, uh, okay. The, the help people shift their mindset, I think if we ask better questions, 
is is a key to doing that. One of my mentors along the way said something really interesting to me. Uh, his name is Keith Cunningham, and he said, "Smart people have great answers, and geniuses have great questions." Ooh, and I like that. He, he frames it very well, and it's interesting. I've noticed with all of the uh, you know corporate corporate organizations I work with, or even the business owners and business leaders I work with, is those who are stuck are asking questions in a way that aren't empowering them. They'll be saying, why can't I do this? Why does this never work for me? Or whose fault is this? And they may be looking to, you know, underneath this blame someone or make excuses uh, and they get stuck because when they ask those kind of questions, whose fault is this? That doesn't lead them to take a new empowering decision or, you know, why does this never work for me? Or they're going to get all the answers of why it never works for me. So instead it's really important that we flip the questions we ask ourselves, how can we ask ourselves something that's going to help us make a positive change and move in a positive direction? So if something's not working, can we ask something like, what can I learn? Uh, what do I want? Uh, you know, what, what's possible here? Uh, and as Liz, Lindsay mentioned, the topic of my podcast is life-changing questions. So I'm, I'm a little bit obsessed with this, going to find out what are the, the questions that people are having success or getting great results asking themselves? Because if we can take their questions and use those questions, and then once we use those questions, we're going to ask ask that question. We're going to get a different answer. We're going to take different action. We're going to get a different result. It can change the whole trajectory of your life or the results of your business. And so uh, particularly in relation to profit maximization, there's there's a lot of questions I can share with you as, as we get into the next tips. But one of my favorite questions that actually has made me a significant amount of additional money, which I encourage anyone listening to try on. And the question is, what request haven't I made yet that if I did, it could transform my life beyond my wildest dreams. So what mm-hmm. requests haven't I made yet that if I did? Now, if you ask yourself that question, you come up with an answer, uh, do yourself a favor and, and make that request. I, I've asked that question and I um, ended up asking someone if I could go and join them at an event they were doing. And then because I went to that event, I got connected with a coach. And because of that coach, I ended up being able to transition in my career, meet my wife, uh, you know, and now, now I get to live a completely different life than I ever would have if I never asked that question. And so what, what's the request that you, you know you haven't made yet that if you did, it would transform your life behind your wildest, wildest dreams? Now, of course, I made the request of uh, you know, Lindsay to, uh, and Rao Ra- Ra- to join uh, them on the podcast. And you know, who knows where that's going to lead? Maybe someone listening here will want to connect with me. Maybe even the fact that I've made this request and Lindsay said, hey, Kevin, great, come on the podcast. But by the way, you know, we've got an event coming up in, in Bali. You should come and join us there. And so who knows? Once you make a request, where else does it lead? It's an interesting one, isn't it? And um, one thing I've said to uh, my kids, and I have, I have a, a daughter and a son, and they're both in their 30s now. I know that's hard to believe. I know I only look 27. <laughs> <clears throat> Hang on, what are you laughing at? Um, but one of the things that I've said to them from a very early age, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And I think, you know, uh, if, you, if, you, if you attach that to your question, it really does open it up, doesn't it? Certainly does. It opens up really wide. Okay, so um, tip number three. We, we've talked about having getting a mindset right, asking better questions. Where do we go from here? So I want to share one more. I, I'm going very heavy on the mindset side because if we get the mindset right, then all of the strategies, I, I can give you all the strategies. They're all pretty straightforward. But if we don't get the mindset right, you're never going to implement them. And one of the more powerful ones uh, is this thing I notice frequently with entrepreneurs and business owners is we're very quick to uh, to notice all the things we haven't done yet. We're very quick to beat ourselves up for the things that we haven't moved on with yet. And I learned something that really 
changes the game for a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs. And I learned this, uh, I was living in the Netherlands and I had my uh, colleague, uh, friend and colleague Alex come over and he was staying with us. Now he's an executive working for a, uh, a large company uh, based out of Japan. And I went to the park with the kids and he was going to go into the supermarket to grab this list of things, you know, that, that we you know needed to get. He was meant to be 20 minutes. After 30 minutes, he hadn't come out. 40 minutes, he hadn't come out. So we thought we'd better go in and find him. And I walk in the supermarket and find him. I don't know if you've ever had, had this experience. If you can't find something in the supermarket, you know, you're walking up and down, you can't find it. Well, like what feeling comes up for you? Because for me, it's like frustration. I just want yeah, to get frustration. out. Yeah, frustration. Can't stand being there. Anyway, uh, Alex... I find him expecting to be frustrated. He was quite happy, you know, and chugging along and, and, and oh, how are you going? And he couldn't find this obscure thing. It was like banana flour or something weird. The, you know, our wives wanted to make something with. And anyway, he, he picked up one thing. He went, well, I got points for this and I got points for this and I got points for this. And then, what do you mean you got points for this? He was giving himself points for all the items on the list that he found and encouraged himself for all the things he found and not worrying about the one thing he didn't find. And I think this is a great metaphor for how we how we behave in our business. We can be beating ourselves up for this one thing we haven't got and haven't put in the shopping basket and ignoring all of the other 10, 20, 30 items that we've done successfully. So I, I call this a progress points pr- principle. He's given himself progress points with everything he's doing. And I think for entrepreneurs, one of the most important tips, if you're going to become more profitable, you've got to start counting your wins, counting the things that you've done great, um, acknowledging yourself and acknowledging your team for the progress that you're making. Um, I heard someone else say this in another way. They said, you know, they were climbing up a mountain and they were looking up to see how far they still had to go. And it looked like a long way. But then they turned around and looked backwards and saw how far they'd already come. And then they felt a lot better. So I think it's super important. We we need to be counting our progress, making sure we're noting those wins. And an easy way to do that is just get a journal. I keep mine beside me at the end of every day. I note down what are my wins. Even in the worst days, the most challenging days, there are things that we can find that wins. And I find that that helps keep the uh, the momentum going and the energy going to do the things you need to do. Well, that's a fantastic win, Kevin. Thank you. Um, moving on from there. So you said you're going to start off with talking about everything mindset. And then we're going to get into the heart of profit maximization. So hit us with tip number four. Perfect. So we're going right to the heart now. So tip number four, I think there are seven key areas where business owners leak profit. I've, I've never met a business owner that isn't leaking profit. I can go and stand next to you right now. And if I had a bucket, I would be scooping up all of the profit that you're leaking. And so there's 125 tips uh, that are free and easy to implement that I'd love to share with you. I know we don't have the time to do that now. So what I'd, I'd love to do is, is give you um, access to my report for free. And you can just go to profit.gifts, profit.gifts, and you can see all of those and, and access those straight away. But let me share with you quickly these six, uh, six or seven key areas. And then with whatever time we've got, I'm going to share with you a tip. So uh, number one is leads. A lot of business owners really don't focus enough on generating enough uh, leads. They have a little bit of a trickle of leads coming in rather than uh, you know a flow or a flood. If you have uh, more leads coming in, of course, you can, you can be generating uh, more clients. And of course, once you have those leads, uh, we've got to be putting the focus on conversion. How well can you convert those leads? There's no point having a lot of leads coming in if you're not then taking the conversation and turning them into a client. I'll give you a quick example on this one. I had a client who manufactured and installed kitchens. 
and we reviewed his conversion rate. Most business owners don't know their conversion rate. So uh, do you know your conversion rate? Uh, if you don't, let's let's start there. Let's find out what it is. This guy, we dug into it. He had a 20% conversion rate. So for every five people his team spoke with, he would get you know one of those uh, become a client. Now, I asked him when he was doing the sales and selling, how, many, how much would he convert? And he said he would convert 80% of the time, right? So he would get you know four out of five. And so there's a big disparity there. So we set to work and identify what, what were the gaps? How could we uh, get that sales up to 50%? Could we get the team to be moving that way? Now we set that as a standard and we put in some small steps and processes along the way. Now within three to six months, uh, his team were up to 40%. So they've gone from 20% to 40% just by focusing on it and making a few small tweaks and changes. So he, if his conversion doubled, then of course his whole business doubled. So, what, what would it mean to you if you put some focus on your conversion rate and uh, and doubled your sales? How much would that mean? I mean, maybe even write that down. What's the dollar impact that that would have on your business? So, once we have conversion, how do we increase the average dollar sale? How can we help uh, your customers be spending more and you giving more value, more service to them? Um, one of the first things that most business owners need to stop uh, in this respect. Discounting, I think, is one of the biggest areas where uh, where we lose money uh, and lose profits. Um, there's, I, I was in New York, and I uh, I saw hairdressers, and hairdressers there was a queue around the corner that had a sign on the door that said three dollar haircuts. Oh, like, three dollar haircuts! How do you do haircuts for three dollars? And anyway, I went to the hairdresser across the road. He was doing fifty dollar haircuts. I said, "My, this guy across the road is doing three dollar haircuts. Are you going to drop your prices?" And the guy said. No, I'm not going to drop my prices. And he gets out this pen, you know, in this board and he writes on this board and he sticks it in the window and I look at it and it says, we fix $3 haircuts. <laughs> so, he, he really got the, the idea that is not, we don't need to be competing on price. If we compete on price is a race to the bottom. We need to compete on experience or quality. So how can we separate your business? How can we help people see the value that you bring? Because if we provide a better experience, of course, people are willing to spend more money on that. And so I often go the other way with clients. I encourage them how, you know, when was the last time we did a price increase and can we do a price increase now? It's amazing how many times when clients, they nervously do this, but you know, very quickly they put the price up and customers are more than happy to pay it. I had, you know, one lady, uh, she had a place center. She put a price up 20%. No one complained, right? All that extra profit drops through to the bottom line. Now, I appreciate certain businesses it's trickier than others, but there, there are ways we can do that. Uh, so we are through leads, conversion, average order sell, transactions. How do we get your customers to uh, purchase more frequently for you? How do they How do they buy rather than once a year, you know, you know uh, five times a year or five times a month? Quick example for you, IT company I work with, they used to do a lot of projects. So they only get paid when they did a project. But then we found a way to introduce you know, monthly recurring revenue services where they would get paid month in, month out uh, for providing things like um, you know security or disaster recovery. And so we can get more frequent transactions. You raised a couple of interesting points yep. there, Kevin. I mean, you talked about the race to the bottom. And I think a lot of people during COVID, it was a race to the bottom to discount their fees to try and grab work. Yeah. Um, but now what I've noticed is that it seems like everyone's trying to claw back all the money they missed out on. So, you know, Qantas made a, have posted a one point something billion profit for six months of operation. Yeah. Um, I noticed that the airport car park where I used to park, uh, for $25 a day is now $50 a day. Um, um, I, I went to my, I went to, went out for dinner on Saturday night. I noticed the price of wine suddenly has jumped. And I, I was talking with a, 
a colleague who works in the industry he said oh no um it used to be once upon a time the, the the restaurant would buy a bottle for 10 bucks from you know dan murphy's for a bad example and they'd sell it for 30. now they sell it for 40 because they have to make up for the money they've lost during COVID. Well, do you have a position on that? Is that is that a good thing or, or or what? I think there's. I have a few positions on this. Number one, I think businesses are seeing costs rise on the whole. I mean, we're seeing higher energy prices, higher interest rates, and a lot of business owners uh, they've had to pay out a lot of money on PPE equipment, and so they've had to absorb that. So for a business to survive, they it needs to be profitable and viable. But here's the thing: um, customers are going to you know vote with their credit card if. You're putting your prices up and then not giving them value or not giving them the experience that they want to come back for. They're just not going to come back again. Right yeah. now, if Lindsay uh, in that restaurant, he's charged you a higher price for your wine and you feel like you've got less service or less value, you're just going to go elsewhere. But if, on the other hand, that uh, waiter or waitress was amusing or entertaining or built great rapport with you, um, you know, or gave you some surprise bonus or surprise extra thing, uh, you may have came out feeling very different. You may not have even counted the fact that it was an extra $10 on that wine. You'd be more focused on the amazing experience you had. So I think it's more important that we focus on the value as the business owners rather than the price. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, now, uh, when I, you know, if I'm if I'm traveling, I travel a lot. Uh, if I, I check what the, what the airport parking is going to be, and just lately it's been cheaper to catch a taxi to the airport and get an Uber back. Um, there you go. There so you go. the airport's miss, you know, Brisbane airport car parking is missing out. I hope they're listening in. Um, <laughs> well, well, and great for the Uber drivers because you get a, a better experience. Now you can yeah. maybe do work when you're in the car. And maybe you'll never get back to parking at the airport. Well, Kevin, interestingly, one of the guys that Lindsay and I know, a great speaker from America, the advice he gives all professional speakers is whatever you think you should be charging, double it. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? And psychologically, that's a good thing to do. And if you put your prices up by double, then you need to be prepared with the goods to deliver that value. And I think as speakers, you're in a position, you know, with speakers that you can, because the chances are, if you're going to go speak to a thousand people and, you know, and you help each of those people improve their performance for the results, well, your return is probably, uh, you know, significantly, significantly more than the value you're adding. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Okay. Well, we're up to tip number five. And rounding off to the end of the podcast, what have you got for us? Rounding off to the end of the podcast. So uh, I, I didn't quite get through all of the tips, so please do do go down to the ebook. I'd like to get them to you. But in terms of the final tip, I think with your customers, and this may work uh, with the guy in the restaurant, it's important that we anchor in the value, right? We we finish strong, right? So uh, I look at some of the the leading sports or music people. They have success and do really well because they have an ability to, to finish strong. They keep going. Johnny Wilkinson, a great football kicker, or Kanye West, you know, with his musician, whether you like them or what they do, they've achieved a level of excellence because they, they won't quit what they're doing for the day until they finish strong. They finish on a positive note. Now, psychologically, that sets them up on a good uh, feeling. So next time they go back, they're excited to go back because they finish on a high. They kick more goals. They finish a good tune. But I think also with your clients finishing on a good note, if, if in the restaurant, uh, Lindsay, this gentleman, helped you, um, you know, finish on a positive experience. Maybe he you know, gave you a gift or, you know, helped you have a good laugh or a joke. You were left with a positive feeling at the end of it. So I think as in today, here's a good way to do this. If you're a speaker or a coach or a consultant, you can always ask your clients at the end, hey, out of today's session, 
Right, Dan, what was the number one thing that you took away? And if you're listening, maybe right now, what is the number one thing that you took away from today's session? What's the one thing that you can apply? Now, by doing something like that, we're anchoring in the value. People are leaving with that good feeling of, of the thing that they remembered. Now, one example, I dropped this in the middle of the, um, you know, the conversation. I was saying about, you know, conversion. If you increase your conversion rate, if we help you increase your conversion rate from 20% to 40% or double whatever you're at, what would that mean to your business? That was like a, an anchoring. That was like a finishing strong because someone at that point then realized, aha, if I double my, my conversion rate, I'm actually going to get an increase of this amount of dollars in my pocket. So it's a way to anchor the value into the conversation. So tip number five is uh, anchor the value and particularly do that at the uh, end of a session, end of a conversation. So people are feeling great. So Kevin, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you uh, and chat to you about how to maximize profit in their business, um, what's the best way for them to contact you? Uh, reach out to me on my website, uh, profithive.com.au. Or if, of course, you wanted to get hold of the uh, the free report I mentioned, just go to profit.gifts. So there's a gift gift or two for you there. And uh, So profit.gifts yeah, is where we get the report? Where you get the report, you can just go and download that uh, straight away and access that straight away. Perfect. That's a great way to finish strong. I'd like to thank our guest today, the profit maximization expert from Port Stevens, Kevin Bees, and my co-host, Lindsay Adams from Brisbane. This is Rail Bricker signing off for another edition of the Top 5 Podcast.